describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. So the big news, of course, is that Grog Khan is coming. A long Grog time, Khan a long time from now, is obviously. Coming. I keep I have it on loop. <laughs> well, we all know that now. <laughs> Grog Khan is coming. All hail Orcus, Orcus Fest, Feast of Orcus. You can't see or hear anything. You can't see or hear anything. Uh-oh. We hear you. Uh, he says he can't hear us. He says it's live. Can anyone hear us? We have to start over. We oh, that's, probably, to. that's probably a good idea. We may have that to. That was terrible. Hey, there we go. But now they can hear us. There we go. Okay. Welcome to the Grog Talk. I'm James. That's right. I'm just checking. Make sure. Yeah. I can see and hear you. Thanks. Yeah, I, now, yeah, I'll just put my own thing on it. Okay. So. Oh, he had to refresh the page. You have to refresh the page. You're not using the YouTube app? Oh, my goodness. What are these people doing? Is this show off to a terrible start? No, no but yeah. it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's it's going to get bad before you know it. So, it's going to feel a lot like this show sucks. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got a chance to use... A Danism? Uh, a new one? This campaign sucks. Yeah. No, I don't have a new one. Okay, yet. yeah. I need to get us some new ones. All right. Well, September 9th through September 29th through October 1st. What is it called now? QuestCon Crucible? It's, you got to do the t shirt. It's Grog Talk at Crucible plus QuestCon. It's like a formula. <laughs> when I take QuestCon, QuestCon could cause you the following side effects. That's right. Uh, irritability. <laughs> Suicidal tendencies. Suicidal tendencies. That, no, it's GrogCon. That's what it is. It's GrogCon at Crucible plus QuestCon. There will be a quiz. Right. This is almost becoming like Spinal Tap. I, I told them GrogCon, then QuestCon. Now it'll, you know, it's QuestCon, CrucibleCon, Puppet First Rider. I told them. Spinal Tap, then Puppet Show. So we're, we're like, we're not even the opening act anymore. We're not. We're not. We're not even mentioned. <laughs> That's right. It, 
Yeah, well, what, yeah, that's right. One of those opening. Have you ever had that? Was an opening band? This letter is not mentioned at all. I'm the op- ah, yes, I've yeah. been that. That's many, us. The, we were the opener to the opener. Right. That's what we are. We were the sound set set up. That's right. So if that doesn't get you excited about Grog Con, I don't know nothing well. So the 29th, yeah. 29th through the 30 uh, through October 1st, Double Tree Orlando in Orlando, Florida. Go out to the site. Uh, I'm sure tabletop events will go up and we'll start getting folks in place. So uh, if you can't wait till then, obviously DaveCon is coming up in April, which we're looking forward to. Uh, we are, if you want to play, go out to Grognard's Guild Online, where we're doing play-by-post, other games, or you can use our meetup to get 1E or other old-school games going. If you build it, they will come. That's what our whole thing is. So with that, uh, we have some titles to give out, which right. is always very exciting. So this is the segment of the show where people who have been kind enough to become patrons, yes, uh, we give them a title. Absolutely. From the Best of Dragon magazine, from have you, what do they call a 25th level wizard? And we roll up the title on the air. Right. And whatever you get, don't complain. It is what it is. The dice don't lie. Exactly. So, so you shall be doing the counting, it appears, and I shall be doing the rolling? Yes, you, you are the official roller. Of okay. It. So this is... So our first one is for Stanley. Stanley is claiming for the Empire the great new lands of Nashua, New Hampshire. Excellent. We, okay. have, we, we need some additional fiefdoms up there in the Northeast. So We don't have. Do we have anyone in that area? I believe area? so. I know we had someone in Connecticut. I have to look through it. I have to update the... See, mm-hmm. this is the problem. When you bring this stuff up, then it reminds me of all the work I have to do. Like, I haven't updated the Grog map in, I don't know, months. So... We have, we have people to the north of the St. Lawrence River, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we have any to the south. Right. New York, we've got covered. I don't know about the rest of New England. So this will be a good ad addition. And no one knows the answer. You, know, you could just lie. Be like, oh, yeah, we got, you got your Have you message. seen our people? If oh. we make up stuff about D&D, uh, uh, actually, you know, they give us the uh, actually. So got it. we don't want to do that. I'd rather just be uh, uh, ignorant. And admit it. <laughs> and admit it and be deceitful. <laughs> so. Less pressure. That's right. There's less pressure. I don't know anything. People know I'm a moron. They, it's, there's no pressure with that that's at all. That's like maybe the first edition rules. There's no pressure. I don't know what. Huh? Man, what? what? So Stanley is uh, claiming the great great area of the city of Nashua. And so he will. St- we will start with a D15, sir. D15. Okay, and you're not going to complain about how I do my D15 no, roll. I don't Thank you. Oh, oh you're, you're, not, re- you're not using the D30 and divide by two? What did I just say? Oh, I'm sorry. What did I just say? You're right. I don't like I'm divide not by two. Don't look. See? It worked. One. The Lord. The Lord. Well, it's hol- it is a holiday episode. Oh, uh, yes, right. Uh, I give his, I guess. Oh, that's, give, me a D, give me a D4. Okay. One. His. I was right. You were, it was going to make it her? No, it could be no. his most ever all. Got it. I was confused. D30. Got it. Are you going to do the same way or are you going to use the other dice? Well, you said D30. Yes. Well, you uh, have a D30. I'm going to do four times seven. <laughs> That's right. Add two. Uh, that is a nine. Nine. Three, six, nine. Noble. Ah. I That's don't know that we have a noble, do we? No, I don't think so. 
his uh, noble. And look, where's he from? The Lord, Nash- his noble Nashville. Well, he's got He's more. like N, N cubed. What's three? N uh, cubed. cubed. He's like N cubed. Right, but he's got plenty of ways to go. <laughs> They're all going to be N's. That's right, D30. Well, let's see. Uh, N's in this next one. Mm, there is not an N. 15. Primacy. These are new ones. I like I love, this. Yeah. Your way of rolling, because apparently it's not <laughs> correct, yeah. you're just causing all kinds of chaos. You got to shake it up. Right? Literally. Like it. Uh, next is a D15. So, yes, don't do it. look. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> one. one crown prince this is this is going well wow i don't remember nashua being that prestigious but apparently they're well you know, we, yeah but see what you have to do mm-hmm. so this is so we were at a football game and there's a lot of business going on noise and whatever right. and a lot of and my daughter says you know i think that maybe the team isn't great right they need to build it up with other stuff yeah so it's possible that because it's maybe natural, kind oh, of smaller. I see. I see, right. You know, you got to like have a... kind of like those third world countries where they call him, the, his, him their excellency, blah, 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 of the small island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that's what's happening. Guy, I got you. I'm just... Right. I don't know what, I guess. Right, no, I get you. I get it. They, when they have excellency. So we need a D60 now. I'm uh, 37. <laughs> Messing with you. Okay. What am I doing, D60? Okay. Yes. Make up, whatever, make up whatever you want, Dan. It's, that's what uh, I do for... You're um, going to handle the complaints. Zero, three. Oh, wait. That's me doing... That's right. Random, I'm doing divine intervention. Right. Okay. When 10% is 100%. Uh, that is 30. That would be 35. 35. Excellent. Unsurpassed. The unsurpassed. Well, we haven't had that either. That'd be a good movie name. The, the un- unsurpassed. Sounds like a Metallica song. A holiday special. <laughs> the unsurpassed. All right, next now, let's, get, let's bring it home. D30. D30. 16. Destroy. <laughs> this is, see, you need to let me roll more often. I am going to. All now, what right. I love about it is that, that says holidays, doesn't it? Happy holidays. <laughs> the unsurpassed destroyer. If he's not happy with this title, <laughs> well, Stanley, sir, you have the wonderful title. This title is now bestowed by us to you with the following uh, powers that are vested in us. Stanley, you will now be forever cl- cl- uh, known as until you're, unless your funds run out. Then you may not be. But for, ne- for now and for the foreseeable future, you shall now be known as the Lord, his noble primacy crown prince. The unsurpassed destroyer of Nashua. Congratulations, sir. Long may you reign. Now, can we just, because this is just a fun part, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a lot of fun. This is better. What might he end up going by his nickname? Now, he can choose anything he wants, of course. Right. But, you know, you could have the noble destroyer. Noble destroyer, that's good. I mean, obviously, destroyers, I feel like a destroyer has to be. Right. Right? He could be the. He could be the, the unsurpassed destroyer. The what? Unsurpassed destroyer. Oh, that's the, that's probably what it's going to be. The crown prince destroyer. The crown prince of yeah destroyer. You know, there's a lot of good. Or stuff. just destroyer. Yeah, like Kiss. Oh, was there an, was there an album destroyer? What yes. Was it? Okay. I think there's more than one. I'm not a huge Kiss fan, but I'm pretty sure there's that was one of them. Uh, what was the uh, 
What was the album that I remember? <laughs> well, think about it. So what were we, mid-80s, right? Or 84-ish, 3-ish? Oh, Analyze? Lick It Up. Oh, Lick It Up. Remember? Oh, without the, without the uh, costumes on. Look, James, not a crime to be good to yourself, okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> As they're in this kind of post-apocalyptic thing in there. Do you remember the video? Because it was the video they had. No, I don't remember that. Oh, the video is worth... It's truly cringy. That's right. <laughs> Crown Destroyer. I like have I like Crown Destroyer because you know I have that with that's usually my winter drink. I usually drink gin and tonic in the summer, but in the I usually Crown Royal, Crown Destroyer. That's also good. Well, and he is so is he royalty? Could he be the Royal Crown Destroyer? Right or Crown Royal Destroyer? Yeah, he's Crown Prince. I mean, he's got Noble Prince in his title, so I'm sure he's a. I also like the Noble Destroyer. He's got a lot to work with. Right, he's got a lot. So we'll. Congratulations. And we now have Darren Elbert, who I don't know if he lives here anymore, but this where he came from is Bedfordshire, England. Now, after all this Stanley business, I feel bad for Darren because, right. you know, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's not so good, right. you know, in comparison. Well, um, his title. Yes. Know? And I think Darren is our dear friend who was with us, came to GrogCon. So. Ah. Yes. Okay. Then I'm rooting for an awesome title. All right. Well, that means he's going to get screwed. So, all right. Next. Start with a D15, any way you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. See, you trust me now. Well, I don't have a choice. Stanley's like, thank God Romanski right. did it. It is a, oop, 18. I'm not looking. I just say that to make you angry. I'm just assuming, 20. I'm just assuming everything is fine over there. I wish these were to hit rolls. 16. <laughs> 20. Ah, curses. 20. This is ridiculous. These are real rolls, James. Ten. Finally, ten. I was I, I was gonna do the the uh, crickets. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was taking so long. I need to use this. crickets. Okay, ten. It. And you, governor. Got to go, all that for a governor. <laughs> it's gonna get better. All right. Don't get nervous. Uh, D4. D- D4? Yes. Oh, that's right. It's business. One. Is. Yes. Why do I waste my time? All right. D30. Got it. Ten. Ten. Peerless. Mm. That appear. That's true. All right. Moving on. D30. You're right. I think we pretty much blew it all on the other one. 24. 24. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Piety. Ooh, we haven't oh. had piety. Peerless piety. The peerless piety. That is nice. He's, right, coming back, coming back. P squared. P, P. All right, another D15. Okay. He's a cleric or a paladin. Eight. Oh, you finally did. I was thinking it was going to take too long. <laughs> The odds of that are less than then the... Then 25%. Co- count, the piety count. Count, oh. All right, now D60. Count piety. Count piety. <laughs> like that. That's oh. good. All right. I mean, can, can you switch around the words like in your nickname? If it's your nickname. You can do whatever you want with your nickname. That's what I would think. I agree with that. 27. 27. Shrewd. <laughs> I love it. The shrewd. <laughs> You're making me laugh again. Do it with the shrewdling. The shrewdling. A shrewd light. The shrewd light. 
Why does that make me laugh? Because <laughs> he was, it was, now if, see if you, maybe you can get another shrewd light. You have to roll, not, not that I'm telling you to roll, you need to roll a 27. Okay. On a D30. D30. 30. 30. Scythe. Oh. The shrewd scythe. Scythe or Sith? Scythe. The shrewd scythe. The shrewd scythe. Wow. Wow, that's pretty cool. Or count count scythe. Count scythe. There's a lot going. No, there's a lot going on there. I like this. There's a lot to work with. He's got it's it's it it came it came together. It did. It's like a fourth quarter team. Right. They came 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 back late. So Darren. Congratulations. You now, by the power vested in us, by us, will now be proclaimed forevermore in the land of the Grog Empire as Darren, the governor, his peerless piety. Count the shrewd scythe of Bedfordshire, England. Congratulations, sir. You are now official. Excellent. Well, you know, so if he's got, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's pronounced Shire or Shire or, you know, but if it's Shire, Shire. Sure. If it's Shire, he could be like the scythe of the Shire. Scythe of the Shire. You know? They, they could have used that. Maybe he could have helped against the uh, mm-hmm. Saruman when he comes. Wait, that never happened. That wasn't in the movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, what? That was the part. That was You can leave Tom Bombadil out, but not having the forced indentured servitudes back, that, was, that would have been amazing. See, if, if I liked it in Lord of the Rings a lot... You didn't care for it, and vice versa. So you like that part. See, I didn't like that part. You like that part. I didn't like the part, but I just thought it was cool that mm-hmm. Saruman. This is this. It goes back to you have. To, if any enemies, you must defeat them utterly, because if not, they cause havoc. Right. Okay. And that. Where does he go? Of all the places, he goes to the poor, pathetic Shire. He's just a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. That's why it's amazing. <laughs> He's awesome. Is Wormtongue? Yeah, Wormtongue's with him at that point. I believe, I believe yeah. I, you know, it's been a long time since I read Return yeah. of the King, but I thought it was done, you know, because, again, we were reading. Did I read? I don't think I read that for, for school. I read The Fellowship, which is, oh, where is that? That's why you didn't like it, because it was a school assignment. No, God! So long, chapter after chapter of Tales of the... Poems of songs and oh, uh, so you were probably like forced to sing it in class. Is that oh, what happened? Like sing in class, yeah, analyze it. Yeah, but pretty it was. It was a lot of reading. Okay. So, and then the and then the other books were finally redeemed. I I really had to think about if the two towers was as thick as Fellowship. I never would have read it. Mm. It was because it was a short book. I'm like, okay. Uh, oh, excellent! Congratulations, sir. Um, Stanley was on. That is excellent. As, as we would expect. Right, excellent. So, um, oh, and, and yeah, and so, Stan, if you can, yeah, we're all very curious about what your nickname is, right. gonna, what you're going to use. So. You, got a lot, you got a lot to work with there. You sure do. Um, speaking of getting to work with, it's, now that he is part of the member next year, he can sign up to put his title on the Grog Empire map, which, will, which is this year's 2022 is available, but 2023 will be starting next year. So if you're an active patron, you get to... Lay claim to a land. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right. And the, more, more money. Duchy of Death, I think, is available. <laughs> hey, speaking of Duchy of Death. Uh, oh, that's right. It's not available. It is not available. The Duchy of Death, uh, as you may have remembered, we had John and Laurel from uh, Rolaids fame. And they, uh, we had a great time with them. And you know we were very enamored with Undead, so much so that they, we 
brought them back together, and now they're working on an adventure. And John is, is a very gracious gentleman that he sent to us. He said, hey, uh, for GrogCon, I, I'm going to send you this miniature that you can give away or something to that effect. And of course, GrogCon was kind of a deba- debacle because of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So I so, said, well, maybe I can give it away for the holidays. He said, great. And so he has sent me, well, we're going to reveal what he has sent me in here. Is there any chance it's a pipe bomb? It could be. Okay. I mean, it's wrapped very well, <laughs> though it has his, uh, his address, so I would say it's not. However, um, what I will say is that is people, sh- people who are collectors should be very interested in this, assuming I don't destroy it as I open the box. Or cut me with those scissors. Well... That's less. Well, you bleeding, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, I think is what they say. What so, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah, that's a news story, right? If it bleeds, it leads. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't know that. You will, you will. I can try. <laughs> There's nothing in there. Here, you can open this. <laughs> this is my that's chain, where the pipe bomb is. my chain mail. <laughs> that's where the pipe bomb is. My chain mail brazier. All right, so do you want the scissors or you want? So this is what we are planning to give this away. Yeah. That box? Yes, the box. We're planning <laughs> All to this give, can be yours. We're planning to give the box away. No, this is something very, this is a heritage model Dungeon Dwellers miniature from back in the day. Ah, we're going retro. We're going super retro. Okay. And... You're going to love what it is, because it ties into GrogCon uh, as well. Get out. Look at that. All hail. All hail Orcus. All hail Orcus. That's awesome. So This is an original heritage uh, miniature, th- over, almost three inches. I'm going to put pictures of it. Where's the camera? Can I right in, no, can you go don't right get in too close there? to it, because it'll fog out. Just go right. Because If it's too close, yeah, that's perfect. You, they can see it. There we go. Yes. That is, well, I'm going to put real pictures on the Discord. And there's the Wanda Orcus. And it has the Wanda Orcus. I was going to say one sold separately, but I guess not. Yeah. He's kind of grotesque. He is grotesque. He's actually, it's disturbing how good. So what better Christmas gift than to have the wand, uh, the Lord Orcus? This is what he sent to us. That's so right. here's, here's what's going to happen. We agreed, John and I agreed. Let me have the paper. Can you roll this back up so nothing oh. happens? I feel like we should have white gloves when we like the Artifact Roadshow. I need or to get can, Would he survive? Can we put him up here? Will he survive up here? I'm a little top-heavy, to be perfectly honest. We oh, need a glue on Orcus. Orcus. That's why he's always sitting down. That's right. <laughs> so what we're planning to do is we're planning to auction this off, and all proceeds are going to the Extra Life Charity. The Extra Life Charity is, uh, is John's uh, preferred charity. It pr- helps children who are dis- uh, going through cancer or this or that and, and get some games and these type of things. So we are. I'm going to put up. It is painted. Yes, it is painted. I will be putting pictures on the Discord of it. I'll take high-resolution pictures. We're doing an auction for it. And so what will happen is the highest bidder uh, two weeks from today at midnight, Eastern Time, Plus, uh, we'll, they will win. They will send us the money. We will send them the, the thing, and we will take the proceeds of that and send it to Extra Life. 
So did it come painted? Do you know? I, I, I don't know the history of it. So I will ask John if, if there's any questions about it, let me know and I will have, I think John is actually on the Discord. I'm sure once we set this up, I'll set it up tomorrow. Uh, so we'll have two weeks to bid. The last, the highest bidder uh, will be the winner. And um, again, all proceeds are going to his charity of his choice. So I thought it was super fun. And that's very generous of him. And it'd be, it would, I think the provenance, that's the right word. I'm not of, sure. It's a great word, though. Right? Of the, it might be a place in France. Of, the, of that little Orcus fella is kind of cool because it was owned by right. someone who wrote The Undead. That's pretty cool. And nothing says the holidays. Like Orcus. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, John's on there. Hello, sir. Ah. I have another in case you guys break it or lose it. Well, no. <laughs> See, John, I, I love this man. Never tell him there's a second one. Yeah, that's right. Because now they'll be like, eh, I'll wait till the second one goes. And it just decreased the value. <laughs> exactly. And uh, the starting bid is $50, which I'm putting in. I'm putting in a bid for $50. Right. He's not, right. He's clearly not an auctioneer. He's not been an auctioneer no, in the that's past. that's right. You got to say, this one was touched by Orcus, or Orcus actually <laughs> used it in his game where he played, yes. you know, he's the dungeon master, so... I, I intend not to, but thank you, John, for this very generous gift. Cool. And again, we're looking forward to. So, if you want to support uh, Extra Life and get a very cool original Orcus uh, miniature, please, I'll put that in the Discord tomorrow and you can bid on it. But now the question arises, and glad we have John on here. If you have an Orcus, look, if you have a miniature, I don't use miniatures, you know, but if you have a miniature, don't you want to use it? Right. So, does that, John, have you, did you, was there ever a game where now you, you have felt compelled? Yeah, have two Orcus appear? Yeah, two. Two, just in case. His brother. Twins. Dorcas. Dorcas and Dorcas. Uh, yeah. like Scooby Dub. <laughs> Scooby Dub. Scrappy Dude. Scrappy Orcus. Could oh, you, dumb Orcus. Could you roll? I guess you could roll Orcus as a random encounter some some way. Is there some way on some of the tables? I mean, you get Demon, don't you? And can well, let's you get, see. That would be kind of... Well, because you have to, well, you'd go to, yeah, obviously the DMG, I was grabbing the Monster Manual. So can, can Asmodeus? Yes, you can. Where are you at, Level sir? 10. What, what page number are you on? I'm sorry, page 179. This is Appendix C, Random Monster Encounter. So I got to be, I'm, a, I'm on level 10 of a dungeon, presumably. Typically, yes. Okay. Right, I see it. Nothing good there. No. But, well, no encounter. Yeah, no encounter 20% of the time. That's actually very good. So there's a demon prince and archdevil. Right. This is what, so for those playing at home on page 179, this is a very wide berth of terrible things. Some of them are not that bad. Other of them are horrible. Beholder is bad, but it's not that bad. It's a compare. Well, so you say it's a comparative analysis. Right. Compared. This is right. back to your evil thing. There's, right. That would be moderate evil. On right. So they say, yeah, like how bad is this creature that I'm encountering? And if I'm on this chart, I'm like, that's. Moderate. Right. Vampire, compared to a Beholder, not so bad either. It's bad. Titan Elder is bad. Oh, wait. Can we back up for a second? Because we talked about this last time. Vampire, look, former magic user with full powers of 9th to 12 levels. Yeah, that makes it a little bit better. Oh, okay. Archdevil. Yeah, then you have Archdevil. So Asmodeus is just hanging out in a dungeon. Correct. Well, he's not hanging out. Right. He's visiting. Right. He's visiting. And it says... Asterisk, select one or find randomly. Right, so if you got Demon Prince, well, there's not that many anyway, right? Well, that would be nice if someone came up with a random encounter table for the Demon Princes. 
Well, how many demon princes are there? Yeah, but you want to... There are five, maybe, at least in the book. Okay. So... Oh, there's the adventure. That's what great job. The Chamberlain's on, of course, his sagacity continues. Orcus summons you because someone else is pretending to be Orcus. There's a fake Orcus. Orcus. Yeah, that's why you would need... Yeah, that's why you need the two miniatures. Is there Forcus among us? Forcus. Forcus. Fake Orcus. <laughs> or, fork me? No, fork you. Yeah, Forcus. All right. So, um, all right. Um, one, two. Demon princes. There's... Can you name all of the demon princes? Uh, well, Orcus. Demogorgon. Correct. Correct. Oh, come on. Oh, wait, no. This one's a lord. Jubilix one? It says he's the faceless lord. He's not Archduke. Is he not a prince? Ridiculous. He's a demon. He's Lord Jubilex. Is Lord worse than a prince? I believe. He's got to have an amulet. Well, all demons have it. Wait. Who have a... Demon lords and princes. They're different. They're different categories. I say this like this is news after 40 years. Oh, God! James, I have news. <laughs> I have news from the 1977 Monster Manual, or whatever, 78 right. Monster Manual. Uh, De- or Porcus. That's also good. Porcus. Pseudo-Orcus. Porcus. That's what they call him behind his back. Behind his back. The servants do. Because he was, he's kind of portly. He's kind of Porcus. <laughs> oh, you're in big trouble, dude. Um, I think that, like, his, like, abode would be kind of wild. Don't you think? Yeah. There's some crazy stuff going on I'm, there. I'm sure there is. So it feels like there's more. I will say, is there any more than this? Uh, Orcus, Jubilix. Well, wait. He's a lord. Look, it says on page one, on page sixteen, demon lords and princes. Maintain. The, so there's the difference. Yeah. He's not a lord. He's not a prince. What's higher, a lord or prince? A prince would be higher. God. So he, oh, so he's lesser. So there's really only prince yeah. is just before the king of demons. He's like, you know who? Oh, you know, you know, you know who? He's is, a lord. He's just a lord. You know, I think and that's, that's it. it. Yeah. So there's four. Wait, what do you mean there's four? No, they're lords. There's only two princes. Two princes and two lords. Yeah. That's it. Princes and lords. Two princes and da, 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 da. princes and lords. Princes <laughs> and lords. all right. That's interesting. Well, that, in this book, because then in the Fiend Folio, Loth is a demon princess. Oh, boo. It's like 66 hit points. Yeah, but she's negative 10 armor class. And she's also in deities and demigods, too. Okay, it's on. One of these days, we're going to have to have Jublex versus... You can have Loth. I'm digging Jublex. I only have 88 hit points? Yeah. Oh, I'm not that good. Okay. You have slimes and jellies. Orcus... All right, moving on. All right. (laughs) Slimes and jellies. Canned jellies. Okay. Loth. She's a demon queen. She's a queen. Which is even better than a prince. Oh. It, nah, why do nah. you say that? How do you know? Oh, because queen's ahead of, yeah, queen's above prince. In the royal, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not a royalist. You're in the royal, the royal hierarchy. Wait, okay. I, I, I go by what the Lord Gary put. Well, wait, no. That would mean queen is ahead of prince. Yes. That means she's in charge. Not in charge. She's just higher up in the food chain. She's higher than Demogorgon? I'm not saying that. You, you're, you're conflating Orcus? things. You're conflating things. You're conflating titles with things. You are now stuck on the fact that the titles mean something. I don't know if they mean anything. I think they're all the same. The, fact, the problem is he put Demon Prince in the Monster Manual thing when it, clearly he meant any of the super demons. Clearly. That's what I think. But if you want to stick to the whole no, 
So here, back to on page 89 of the DMG, emperor is the most, then king or queen, then duke or duchess, then prince or prince, princess. Lord doesn't even say, but lord is typically like a count or marquis or something like that. Because you're not, you're not even royalty. You, you, I, the lord, right? Yes. I mean, you're not, there's no lineage there. Potentially. You're just, yeah, you're like a baron. Or well, something. I just know from the British, right? They got, he's the prince of Wales, but then he's the lord of Happy Pants or some other place. You know, that's like Mas- his, back, his right. backup title. Right, master of his domain. Right, exactly. Defender of the fate, okay. blah, 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 blah. All yeah. right. Yeah. How do we get on this? Why are we here? Why did we bring this up? We don't ask. You just keep moving forward. Oh, okay, gotcha. So being self-aware is not what we not at all. Gotcha. Moving on. So, uh, oh yes, back to Orcus. That's right. The it will be posted on Discord. Please share it because again, we want to get as much money for the extra life thing. And again, thank you, John, for your gracious gift. Um, very excited uh, to do that. So the rules will basically I'll post that on the I'll create a Discord channel, put it up there, and then I'll post it on the various social media thingies. Fantastic. Thank you, John. Yes, thank you. So. Uh, Goalicious is still traveling. I think Jason still has Wait, Goalicious. Wait, what do you mean? Enigo is listed as a demon lord. Ron Christopher says that. Where? Where, where is he listed as a demon lord? Oh, oh, wait. No, that's what he said. He's listed as a demon lord. But the writing refers to him as a demon prince. Ron Christopher, breaking news. Yes, amongst the ranks of demon princes. So I guess that answers it. It's, they're just... Right. Different versions of titles. Right. So they're all princes. So there's five princes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then you have Loth. Because they all run a plane. Got it. At least. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, I think Jason still has um, what's uh, Godalicious. I don't know where he's going next. He may be going to see um, D.C. Lewis, I think is where he's next going. Wait, I thought he was going to see, um, what's her name? Uh, who is it? AC, uh, whatever. What's her? Uh, the, the congresswoman. Oh, AOC. AOC. I thought he was going to see AOC. What did that happen to that? I don't know. I'll, we'll have to find out. I, if, you, if you're interested, go to, if you want to see what, how people actually live, how you would like to live, go out to the Go Delicious Travels Discord channel. So Flipping and Turning 9 is out. I just Submitted my article for issue 10, The Outdoors. I know you did yours as well. Can I have the scissor before you stab me? There you go. Or before Rob stabs me. Fine. You know, I'm, I'm supportive of all the things that are doing here. Because hmm? I don't have a life. Um, so if you are interested in su- supporting or contributing to Flipping and Turning, smolderingdungames.com is the online store. Editor at grogkong.com, smolderingdungames at gmail.com. And hey, if you're if you have some advertising, um, why don't you spend a couple bucks and support Rob's little magazine, which we love very much. Indeed. So this uh, there's also some sad news that uh, I didn't know if you want if you were ready to bring up the trauma of it. What's the trauma about Sci-Fi City? Yes, that is very sad. Yes, so right. So uh, our our friend Lloyd has uh, he has uh, sold. Sci-Fi City to Coliseum of Comics. And so for those of you who are from the Central Florida area, it's uh, not so much that Sci-Fi City was sold per se, but the fact that Sci-Fi City 
formerly Enterprise 1701, uh, which was the gaming store, really the only gaming store uh, back in the 80s that we all went to. And so it was sort of the end of an era. Right. Even though it wasn't called 1701 for a long time. <laughs> right. that, and it wasn't in the same location and it wasn't. Well, that's what I told Rob. I said, right, well, isn't, isn't Enterprise 1701 now just Coliseum of Comics? I mean, if right. it was Sci-Fi City right. and it was so different, it still lives somewhere. Right. It's just Coliseum okay. of Comics. Yeah, yeah. So. There you go. That's the way to look at it. There you go. Trying to make you feel better. Exactly. I feel better. I feel great. You feel better? Okay, good. So, um, it is, it is unfortunate that no matter what we do, we cause chaos, you know? Right. That's true. It's por- partially our fault. Anything we touch. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> Broadcon, the command cruise. We destroyed Crucible with the hurricane. Right. Because I put the hurricane in the... Right, in the storm. ...tournament adventure. That's yes. Exactly right. Well, yes. I, we have not talked to Lloyd, but Lloyd's a great guy. We spent, I'm, And it sounds like it's something he's wanted to do is move on to this... New role, so we wish him the best of luck. Yeah. So uh, we are, and if, so if you like any of this nonsense, if you want us to ruin your lives as well, please like and subscribe to YouTube, iTunes, or become a patron. We're ready to flip the calendar. So we, of course, have a calendar uh, from 1982, 40 years ago. This is Day of the Dragon calendar, TSR's calendar that has a dragon in each month. And what we do is, as the month Changes. This was the penultimate count month, right? It was November, which you had a black dragon, and so there will be a dragon in December. Right. And it is now time to guess. To try and guess. Now, I think we all know what the obvious choice. Well, I don't know why I say that. Because yeah. is, there is no obvious. Well, I think red, white, or green right. would be one of the obvious choices. Or gold. Or gold. Or silver. Or silver. <laughs> silver and gold. I am going to guess white. You're going to guess white. What? Why does it have to be a white dragon? Oh, because it was already a black dragon. They, no, I don't no, know. No, they've had two black dragons, right? I remember we've seen two black dragons. Mm. So the idea of repeated ones is not something that's... So we've got silver, green, green, red. Uh, you say white. I'm going to go contra. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the copper dragon. Just to be different. It's because I'm going to say you had a, uh, is there a cold dragon? Well, they couldn't, they've had unusual ones, haven't they? Yeah. They had a gem-like one. Something like, yeah. So I'm going to go with the uh, copper dragon. So, uh, I don't have a drum roll. So now we will reveal the final dragon. The dragon is oh, a blue, blue dragon. Ooh. It's, I love this drawing. It's the Aerolotus. The Aerolotus one. Oh, this is, this is worth it. Oh, wow. One of my all-time favorites. I think it's favorite, but I think. Blue Dragon. Very nice. You know how I feel about Aerolotus, as so many of us do. And all the big, bad, evil guys drive, fly Blue Dragons. Look at that. Super cool. That is awesome. All right, that was worth it. Nothing says Christmas like a Blue Dragon destroying <laughs> a town. So yes. what happened today on the 3rd? Today, Friday the 3rd. Oh, good. It's a small one. On this day in 1950, Isaac Asimov had his first taste of pizza, and found it delightful. <laughs> I'm not making this up, James. Right. I'm not that quick. That's... What? What? That's something you would think, okay, I guess that's something useful. Where did that come from? Where do you get this information from? Why did he report this? 
Right. And more importantly, how did they figure this out in 1983? Okay. That's the question. I need to find my crickets one. Cricket system. Okay. Interesting. Blue Christmas. I'll have a blue Christmas oh. without you. I'll be so blue. You think that's what's going on? Maybe. It could be. It's not bad. Burning go. cities. Yeah. Okay. Exploding ruins. Right. No one got it. Your Christmas Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm in pizza and finally get the. Yeah, I'm eating pizza. All right. So with that, you know it's the holiday time. So we're gonna show a classic video to remind you of what you. Oh, very good. Congratulations, Ron. Ron is planning to have pizza today, and, and he will find it delightful. I mean, that's, and that's the I don't want Ron to taste personally. When, when Isaac Asimov does that, if that's news. That's right. Ron, that's just you eating a slice of pizza. If you could send us a small thing of text, we will replace... Ron Christopher. <laughs> Ron that was delightful. That was delightful. Whatever you do in a day that you find delightful, let us know. Yeah. We'll do our own count next year. They're like a... Did, I don't know how... How is that communicated? Anyway... So with that, let's let's go back and and hit thing and let's see a a blast from the past. What do you mean? Yes. So, um, what did you? Why did you pick this one? Just because it was something interesting for 1982? Well, because when I think of a 1982, I, you know, I was obviously a kid. I think of video games, and so it it was better than the Sears commercial for like a chainsaw. Well, now that actually would have been pretty cool. But you know, ivory soap. You know, or M and M's. I think of. I right. think of. A but you had no idea of the history of the ET game. No, I mean, I think I was familiar. There was one, but as you remember, I didn't even see ET, so I had no interest in an ET. Oh, that's right. God. And don't we got to remember? We got to do the uh, the uh, forty years ago too, because I got that ready to go. But right. Yeah, no, I did not even see any. So no, I had Indiana Jones, Cartridge, Pac Man, obviously. So no, I didn't know I was picking right. anything controversial. When I suggested this video, this commercial. Oh, this is, uh, that's shocking you haven't seen it. So, here. This game was designed uh, by Howard Scott Warshaw, who intended to, an innovative adaption and thought it would sell based on the international box office success. Negotiations for the game's rights ended in July 19, giving Warshaw just five weeks to develop the game in time for the 1982 Christmas season. Oh, the final release received negative reviews with its low-quality graphics, confusing gameplay, facing significant criticism. Oh, the, the lights are falling down. Sorry. 
This game is often cited as the worst of all time and the, one of the biggest commercial failures in video game history. It's also cited as the major contributor to the video game crash of 1983 and has been frequently referenced and mocked in popular culture as a cautionary tale about the games of Rush Games development and student feelings. Now, here's, here's the part that I thought you knew about. It was once, in what was once deemed only an urban legend, reports from 1983 stated that as a result of overproduction and returns, unsold cartridges were secretly buried in a landfill in Almogordo, New Mexico, oh my. and carried with a and covered with a layer of concrete. In April 2014, diggers hired to investigate the claim confirmed that the landfill contained several ET cartridges, among other games. <laughs> several. Why would James, you bury them? James Heller, the former Atari manager, who's in charge of the barrel, was at the excavation and admitted to the Associated Press that 728,000 cartridges of various games, not just E.T., were buried. Why? Uh, added that the dump was, in fact, a clearing out the Texas Atari manufacturing plant's mm. unused cartridge stock of a number of titles as well as console and computer parts. There you go. So they're just dumping it. They're, they're just, just like, instead it. of paying for it, it was cheaper. They just, uh, just get rid of it, apparently. I didn't. I know. I did not know about that. Did you have the ET game? You had a tar. No, I had a tar. I would never buy. It, it looked stupid. You could tell. You yeah, knew. It was horrible. You were savvy. Yeah. Okay. And I was. I was pretty much done with Atari by then because I was waiting for ColecoVision, which I think I got for Christmas of 1982. Well, I had no idea about that. Let's try to put. Can we all agree? Let's just put ET. As 1982 comes to a close, yeah. can we just put ET behind us? I'm kind of sick of ET. Just put a bullet it was in like, his head. Because well, remember, it was like. Remember, like I was doing 40 years ago, and it kept right. being E.T., E.T., E.T.? All right. So let's go ahead. So let's move forward. Moving forward. James, this movie. Oh, we're doing Best of Right. Go ahead. Because remember, it was finally, finally E.T. was gone. Right. Thank goodness. And it was First Blood, I think. Right. So, so now, it's not First Blood. Well, I don't know. It could oh. still be. 40 years ago. Yes. December 3rd, 1982, this movie was number one at the box office. First Blood. E.T. Oh, my God. You gotta be killed. Oh. I don't know why I had to ask you that. I don't know, what, I don't know if I went off the, the list, the order there, but now you understand why I had to do that. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. He came back. He came back. Like a, a venereal disease. You can't get rid of him. People are probably so excited about the upcoming cartridge. <laughs> oh. oh, it's terrible. It's so... Kids were, like, so crazy excited, probably. Right. Like, you were savvy, but, like, younger kids, they're probably so excited to get it, and they're like, this, Mom, this game stinks. I mean, I was tw- almost 13. I think I was going to be 13. So I was like, 13. Like the seven-year-old kid or whatever. Right. Mommy, why does Santa hate us? Right. This game's terrible. This game sucks. The elves are awful. Okay. <laughs> Those are demons. <laughs> okay. What was the best game? What was the best Atari cartridge? Best Atari cartridge? Oh, Adventure. I was pretty good. Oh, Adventure was good. Or am I thinking of Pitfall? Pitfall's really good. Adventure mm-hmm. was good just because it was like a quest thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the Asteroids wasn't too bad. They were all kind of cheesy because y- you accepted that the games weren't the same mm-hmm. as in the video arcades. But then when ColecoVision came out, they were much closer to the... Right. I used to play Venture and Mousetrap. Oh, that was great. And then the next year I got the Commodore. So that was my, that was my big... This, 40 years ago, this song was number one. Okay. I'm going to pull it up. I did not remember this song, actually. So I'm sorry. I'm pulling up my phone here. It's very not 1982. This song, number one, December 3rd, 1982. December 3rd. Uh, 
the fix. One lead leads to another since you didn't know it. No. I knew that one thing. Okay, well, I don't another. know. I was just trying to come to something random. Don't insult me. Block of Seagulls. I ran this away. This is a Lionel Richie song. Oh. <laughs> Which says James, clearly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you had the album. Yes. <laughs> Can you, uh, Lionel Richie song. Does anyone know? It's Lionel Richie song. Well, hello again, but that's not, I don't think it, that's it. It's not hello again. Because that's too late. It's later. Uh, all night long, I don't think it is. Nope. Nope. It's going to take him a while because we're, we're. Well, then I'll say it and then we'll give him credit for it because we know that there's a delay. Um, hold on. Uh, I don't know. Truly. <laughs> I know. I had to listen to it. Okay. And I can't play it now because then they'll just shut their video, right? You'll have to, like, file an appeal and, right, they'll shut it down. I right. can't play it because right, right. then we're getting yeah. in trouble. Right. I don't even We remember. don't want it. You don't want it. And I was thinking it may have been a Christmas song. Like, wasn't Santa Claus coming to town, uh, coming around? Well, but the problem is, uh, what's her name from, uh, from New York, the Christmas one now? She wasn't really born yet, was she? Right. Uh, Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. So, yeah. All right. All right, well, there you go. Okay. So that was anticlimactic. Next. Oh, Dancing on the Ceiling, said David That's Thompson. Right. I remember that. That, that wasn't like so that was bad. Later. Right, yeah. that was later. Okay. You would know. I was going to say Electric Avenue, but I didn't feel like that was the Christmas. Who sang that? Grant, Eddie Grant. Hmm. Electric Avenue. Do you remember the Electric Boogaloo? That uh, movie? <laughs> yes, Breaking. I never watched either of them. Don't lie. No, I haven't. Because I lived in New York. It was so it was so cheesy. It was even oh so bad. <laughs> so bad. Okay. So bad. Uh, um, all right, moving on. We're ready for random encounter. And the champ. It's still the harpy. This is her she's going for number four. Okay. So this is the this is the segment of the show where we randomly roll a monster, discuss it, and then have it fight the reigning champ, which as James just noted, is in fact a harpy. So, is it Groucho Harpy? Uh, I don't know. It could be. We never had a name. It doesn't matter. Harlow the Harpy. So I will roll from the Angry Mike. Yep. Dice if we're Angry roll. Mike dice. Monster Man 2 or the Fiend Folio. We're rolling from the Fiend Folio. Okay, that's good. Okay. All right, James. I need you, sir, to roll a D10 to determine what... Unless... Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. What'd you roll? Four. I was going to say if you wanted to be in the Arctic because of the holiday season, but no. Ah, oh, okay, I see. Let's well, we're going to do that later. So the dice don't lie. Okay. Um, pawing and pawing. James, you can't make this up. Look at number four. Perfect. Arctic condition. You see, you don't. Don't. Oh, ye of little. It's the Christmas time, and you're doubting the dice. Well, it's like a Hallmark special. Dan <laughs> was doubting the dice. <laughs> the dice lie, James. I can't be. I can't be trusted. <laughs> you must believe in the dice. Have faith, Dan. Okay. There's not, there's not a lot of stuff out here. Okay. I need you to roll. Oh, I need, a, I need a D6. I need one, two, or three. Tell me one, two, or three. One. We're in the plane. Ah. We've been here before. We ran into those uh, sunglasses, dude. Oh, the sun, yes. Exactly. The Frostman. <laughs> right. Who have a freeze ray, I think. They do. Okay. Now I need a percentile. Fifteen. Herd animal. We've had a herd animal, haven't we? Yeah, we have had, but now it would be a reindeer. 
That's true, but would we just be talking about the herd animal? I, I think the precedent is we roll again, yes, isn't it? Yes, I agree. We just pass by the herd animals. That's right. A 100. You cute Yeti. We can't do the Yeti, can we? Yeah, I modified the Yeti. So we should talk about the Yeti. Yes. This is incredible. The dice don't lie. The dice don't lie. Yay for the dice. The Yeti. Yeah, we know. We have the Yeti has to go through. This is, this is it. So it's going to be the, oh, the Yeti versus the Harpy. Okay. I, sir, am on page 103. Right, I'm not going to look at it until you're... Of the Monster Manual. Correct, but you may know some of this stuff. I do. I know a little bit more than I did before. So the Yeti's frequency. Rare. Very rare. Ooh, very rare. Well, it's like Sasquatch. Yeah, it? you can't find him. That's true. Right. Number appearing. One. One to six. Oh, right. That's frightening. That is frightening. Because I know you can find them in their cave and you'll find Baby Yeti. Oh, okay. Just like the show. Uh, armor class. Six. Correct. Movement. Twelve. Fifteen. Oh, that's right. He's catching you. So, okay, so. Intelligence? No, no, no. Hang on, I got a joke. So there's two guys in the Arctic out in a plane. And they're setting up camp. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Yeti appears. Right. And the one guy starts to put on his uh, low and soft boots. Mm-hmm. And the other guy says, the other adventurer says, why are you putting on your low and soft boots? Right. You can't outrun a Yeti. He runs at 15 inches. And the other guy says, I don't have to outrun the Yeti. I just have to outrun you. Okay. Uh, Hit die. <laughs> That's an old adventuring joke. That's a good one. Right. Um, hit dice. Four plus four. Correct. Now, this is the most frightening part of all. This is really what you care about. All this other stuff is only important based on this number. Percent and layer. <laughs> 10%? Yeah, that's frightening. Boo, right? They're ever there's Roman. They go, oh, so the Yeti was going for the herd animals. Yes. That's what's happening. That's what happened. Um, treasure type. Oh. D. D, oh. D's yeah, wait. Pretty, D's pretty good. Wait. That means they find crap from the That's what I was gonna say in the Arctic. What do you find what is D? What are you finding in the Arctic? What coins are out there? What is D, James? D's good. D's good, yeah. He's really good. How are they coming on a potion? Because they're taking it from the dead people they eat. They Who's sleep. in the Arctic? Travelers, uh, Sir Whatever, the guy of the Antarctic Explorer. Um, Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. Okay, gotcha. Elves. Christmas Town. Christmas Town. <laughs> Attack of the Yeti on Christmas Town. Number of attacks? Two. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess you're not biting. So that's ability something. Damage? One to eight, one to eight. One to six, one to six. Oh, one to six. I got to tell you, it seems like it should be more. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be big claws. Don't you think it would just like, it'd be like a werewolf? Right. Wouldn't it just like... Oh, you'll... That's what I would think. I think so. Okay. Um, intelligence? Intelligence. Average? Which is scary. Yeah. They're as smart as a human? Yeah. Apparently. That's why they got treasure. Yeah. Alignment? Oh, they're also known as Canadians. Oh, or they hunt Canadians. That's good. <laughs> Alignment? Neutral. Correct. Size? Let's say large. Correct. How tall? Eight and a half feet tall. Eight feet. Psionic ability? None. <laughs> Correct. 
<laughs> okay, here we go. Inhabiting only regions of icy cold, Yeti are seldom encountered by warm-blooded mankind. That's my point. Why are they getting potions? Those who do have the misfortune to bumble, I mean stumble, upon these monsters seldom live to tell the tale, for Yeti are very, of course, very fond of, of human, human flesh. flesh. Right. Of course. There should be a list of animal creatures fond of human it's flesh. It's the chicken of the monster world. We are the chicken of the monster we world. We are. Why are we so tasty? <laughs> Everything t tastes like human. Tastes like human. That's what they joke about in the monster <laughs> world. Right. Oh, I don't want to eat the, the baby cold walls are laying around. Oh. No, I don't want to eat the maggot. It tastes just like yeah. human. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, my. Human again. It's the cheapest. <laughs> I was eating human. They're common. Oh. Yeah, we have an elf. They're hard to find. <laughs> Humans are stupid and wandering around the Arctic. Right. Yeti attacks. Oh, wait. Yeti attacks. Okay. Yeti attacks. That didn't sound right. With two clawing strikes. And if any one of these attacks succeeds with a die score of 20, what happens? They rock him for like 2 to 16 of cold damage. Has grabbed and squeezed his opponent for 2 to 16 points of additional damage from the chill of the creature. That's wild. So the big fat claw, big sharp claw, does one to six. Yet if you squeeze me and make me cold, it's two to six to eight. Hugging. It's almost like I turn to ice. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. Worse, and I don't get any. Yeah, I don't get any. So it's not the squeezing. It's from the chill. It's a loving squeezing, yeah. It's just, okay. Worse still, if the creature surprised an opponent, a saving throw versus paralyzation must be made. Or the victim has looked into the creature's eyes and is rigid with fright for three melee rounds and can be automatically struck twice and squeezed by the Yeti. Okay, wait a second. I get it. So I fail my save. I'm rigid with fright for three melee rounds, and now I can be automatically struck twice. Oh, oh, so right. So it's both the Strike, strike, squeeze. Right. Oh, you think they teach that to the babies? Right. Strike, strike, squeeze. Yes. Squeeze. No, no, no. Strike, strike. I just envision you like, um, not Gene Simmons, Richard Simmons in your like your 80s stuff. Doing yes. Strike, strike, squeeze. Yes. Oh, the thigh master. With the Yetis. There's like a little group <laughs> in the cave. The little Yetis are going. And there's like a little... Suzanne Summers doing thigh master things. Strike, strike, squeeze. Yes. That's... Oh. Or with the, what was that thing? Thigh master. That? Yes. That was wrong. That's the other kind of squeeze. No, isn't that right? Okay. Is that still cold damage? I don't know. That yeah, was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Yeti are nearly invisible within 10 to, 50, 10 to 30 feet of their prey. For each level. So what, do they have an increased chance of surprise? Okay. For each level above first, at 5% chance of spotting Yeti at normal distance. Second level, the character has a 5% chance of spotting one, i.e. Beside, uh, because of their adaptation to cold, Yeti are very susceptible to fire, and attacks employing such heat do 50% greater damage. If found in their lair, there's a 30% chance that there are one to three females there. Whose pelts are worth how much? I was Is it going to say it? Oh, it usually does. So I would have <laughs> thought, yeah, I thought they like worth a lot. How much is their pelts worth? Yeah, probably, yeah, a lot. And a 50% chance of an additional two to five young if females are present. Oh, see, I just had an image of a... You don't want to know. Description. These bulky 300-plus-pound creatures. So some of the football players are the weight of a Yeti. 
Yes. Okay. Creatures are covered in long white fur. Their eyes are pale blue or almost colorless. Their claws and teeth are ivory white. Okay, very cool. There you go. All right, so. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Was there a Yeti in the Frost Giant lair? Because I'm trying to think of what adventures you'd ever encounter a Yeti in. I'm pretty sure. If, I would be shocked if there wasn't. So would I. Okay. But I don't remember, to be perfectly honest. Okay. So the Yeti is going after some herd animal. Right. And why? And then the harpy is strangely, well, maybe the harpy's heading to Christmas Town. Yeah. To kill. To attack, torture, and devour their charmed prey. Yes, maybe maybe the Yeti's protected. So we need to. Hope, we're rooting for the Yeti. Okay. We are rooting for the right. Okay, so now we have to figure out surprise because this is huge. Yeah, because I'm nearly invisible until within ten to thirty feet of their prey. But wait, so I don't get an additional. Yeah, you're invisible. Surprise. Yeah, but you'll see me nearly invisible until within ten to thirty. But once you come within that range, then you spot me. Shouldn't a Yeti get additional chance of surprise? Maybe. It doesn't. I know, but it doesn't say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're rolling. We're rolling for surprise. Because if he's surprised, it's pretty much game over. I'm rooting for the Yeti. Okay. Well, I'm the Yeti, so that's why I'm rooting for the Yeti. Right. Okay. Roll for surprise. Five. Well, you are not surprised. Oh, surprise. So I'm surprised now. You rolled a one, for those of you listening. Right. right. So we surprised for one segment. And we're 10 feet away, 10 yards away. So... I was flying by, and you jumped at me. Yeah, absolutely. You were on the ground and just leaped at me. Oh, because you were looking. Oh, you were probably going for some herd animal. Right. Her, well, it's a feast before I got to Christmas Town. I ate elves. See, and you didn't realize that when there's herd animals, there's oftentimes it's right. like when you see what when you see like a big school of fish. Right. There might be a shark around. Exactly. You didn't know there was a yeti waiting, and he's like, "Are you kidding me?" Or that maybe there was blood, that maybe there was a dead animal already, and I like, ooh, this is easy. Yes. I don't have to mess around. I can just feast on that. So you're not seeing the thing. You basically like flew right into me. Right. <laughs> you're just, you have terrible luck. Uh, terrible. Well, because it's a barren, frozen plain. I assume that I didn't, it's like a desert. I didn't see you there. Yes, and you're, you're wow, the champ's gonna go down. Okay. Okay, so now you're, you get your. Wait, hang on. I'm in practice. Auto hits. Oh, wait, I'm in practice. Hold on, ready. So it's squeeze, claw, sw- claw. claw. Squeeze. Squeeze. No, no, what is it again? It's claw. Your average intelligence. Claw. <laughs> should, be, should be able to. The Yeti is. I'm not. Oh, that's true. Claw. What's happening back there, James? It's, well, everything's fallen down because it's, it's my crappy taping job of it. So we, we, it's, it's a way to make sure the show ends at a, at a good time because yeah. it's all just going to fall down. So, so, so Suzanne Summers is telling me to do the claw, claw, squeeze? Yes. Got it. Okay. Or, Jean, or Richard Simmons, whichever one you'd prefer. <laughs> Now you don't have to roll. You don't have to do anything. Read the thing again. Got it. Okay. Where it says surprise. Got it. You surprised me. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And ten. Ten years. Oh yeah. You're, oh, you're going to be worse still if the creature. I have right, to make a saving throw. If the creature has surprised an opponent, a saving throw versus paralyzation must be made, or you have looked into my blue eyes. I'm, I'm like Frank Sinatra, and you're going to be ready for three melee rounds, and then can automatically strike twice. Okay, got it. 14. Oh, you probably made it. Was that paralyzation? It is, sir. You probably made it. Look it up. You don't have that many hit dice, though, do you? Like three or something? I saved. Oh, that stinks. But I'm still surprised, so you get your attack. Oh, that's true. You are. That's right. You're still surprised. Okay. You're within 10 feet. We're 10 feet, so you can attack. So, wait a second. Hold on. I have a question here. Mm -hmm. 
So the only time, this is not really a gaze attack except for that one time. After that, I don't get to keep doing a gaze attack. No, the one time. Boo. Boo, hiss, boo. Okay, so I'm attacking. Here we go. Hit dice four plus four. What's your AC? Seven. Oh, good. That's one. A, that's, I'm going to say that's a miss. Mm. But I'm going to check. I clawed myself. You missed. I squeezed myself. <laughs> don't, don't squeeze yourself with your claws, man. You'll hurt yourself. It's cold. Oh, it's uh, cocked. Uh, is it? I'm going to move this. I'm going to no, see if it moves. No. Well, that's, if, it move, if it moves, that will determine if it's cocked. You ready? Watch. See if it moves. Yes, it does move. I could have told that. Well, what? <laughs> Two ones. <laughs> this, this heartbeat is unbeatable. All right. So now it's initiative. What are you doing? Well, what else would I do? I just, uh, I'm just swinging at you. I don't have anything You're gonna else to do. You're right. going to keep attacking. Well, yeah. I'm not going to flee. Okay. All right. And then you're going to eat my babies. All right, we're rolling. Oh, you're deciding. Oh, declare action. Yes. I, I'm going to try to touch you because if I touch you, then you have to make a saving throw and you're charmed. So. Oh, you've got a Yeti. Well, like me. Well, well, if you recall, the harpies attack, torture, and devour. They're charmed. What they do not want, they foul with excrement. <laughs> right. So you're right. Okay. This is, like, this is a wonderful holiday. <laughs> Crappy. 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 <laughs> Crappy the harpy. Crappy. <laughs> okay. All right. Initiative. I better win this, baby. Happy holidays. Two. One. One. All right. You get to attack again. All right. There's hope. Open. Because uh, so I'm, I'm flying around still. That's and still I've cocked again. 16 and a 10. Two hits. So you're wow. Roll, roll your. How many hit dice do you have? Three. You want to roll your hit? You got to roll your hit points. I need to know how I'm doing. Six. Six. Whoa. I got 15. Oh, okay. Well, I can't end it now. Four and one. Five. So it's, I'm down to 10. Now I have to look up in the, because again, she's a flyer. You have to see how much damage she can take before she has to fall. Damage. Any winged creature which sustains damage greater than 50% of its hit points. So I'm not 50%, so I can still fly. And what page are you on? I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. 53 of the DMG. Okay. All right. So I can still fly. Now I'm going to attack you. What's your armor class? My AC is six. Six. 16. That's clearly a hit. 16. That's a hit. And the bite? Miss. So you have to make two, two saving throws. You take... Uh, five hit points of damage. Okay, let me roll my hit points. Okay. Three, 11, 16, 23, 27. So now you have to make two saving throws because it says here, the touch of a harpy charms those creatures which fail to make their saving throw versus magic. Yeah, that's why it's very powerful. Two, you think I made it? Um, I'll check. And an 11. Let's see if you made one or the other. So it's over. Yes. You're crapping on me. Uh, or I'm eating you and then crapping on you. Uh, save versus magic. Not looking good for the Yeti. The bumble is no more. Uh, fighter, magic, you need a 14. Chomp, 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 chomp. Daddy never came home. <laughs> <laughs> He went out to get the ET game and never came back. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that is it. Is is crappy 
Retired? No, she's got one more time. Okay. That's impressive. One again. That's right. RP drops a deuce and heads off to Christmas <laughs> Town. <laughs> Maybe I need to change what we're going to do later because... Uh, I feel like this is a better adventure with the Harpy murderous Harpy than, than with the uh, uh, with what I had planned. All right, so interesting. All right, yeah, the Harpy upstaged you, man. Huh? The Harpy upstaged you? Yes, it looks that way. Okay. Well, that's why. I, don't mess around with harpies. Wow. Yeah. Don't mess around with harpies. <sighs> so what are you gonna do? You just gotta like unload. You need. Well, obviously, she's gonna unload on you. One of the two. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you do not want to encounter Harpy alone. Is that the lesson here? Right. Yeah. You need you need firepower. You need safety in numbers. Well, and the other part to it is it's a death spiral, as they like to say, right? If you have five party members and the Harpy charms one, not only do they not fight anymore, but potentially yes. he, he or she could help attack or defend the Harpy. Oh, you're right. It's all tilting. It's a zero-sum game, baby. Right. That's true. So... That's why harpies are, are scary, like ghouls. Anything that takes your party out with one bad save. Look, the, the stats said, you know, if we had next-gen AWS stats, the start of this fight, Har uh, Yeti was almost 90%. If you, you, but you rolled two ones. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what the odds were. Yeah, like you saw it down on the crawl. It was like currently right. a Yeti, 90% chance of winning. Right. And then, yeah, it started dropping and dropping and, and dropping. And all of a sudden it went the other way around. So that's why it's probability does not mean eventuality. Well, you know, you should have a giant centipede. Don't count that thing out, right? Because it got poison. Right. Anything that has save or die poison, right? Because yeah, even though her charm spell is very powerful, if, so the, if you would have hit mm -hmm. or the surprise, would, she would have failed her save, it would have been over. I think we should do an impromptu at some point. If we can do it quickly, a, a special, an impromptu special of our first uh, level magic user. He goes out to cut down a Christmas tree, and it's a tree ant. Oh. That would be quick. That would be you got to admit, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't be here that long. You just well, think unless, about unless it. She, unless he has burning hands. Well, uh, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. We'll take that away. We'll see how time goes. Okay. We are now doing sage advice. Oh, this is the segment of the show where one of us reads questions to the other from the Sage Advice column in Dragon Magazine from back in the day. And we see how sagacious the answerer is. And in this episode, I am answering questions from James. Right. And so I did a potpourri. This is a random thing. There, <clears throat> I, don't, I found a fun fact. I found a website that had chronicled all the Sage Advice questions and answers. And there were 690 questions and answers given during the Dragon Time, a first edition. And will these all be holiday-themed? No. <laughs> well, a sort of. I mean, there's okay. undead. Right, right. Orcus, Feast of Orcus, right. holidays. So, okay. um, and I, more importantly, I believe that you, we have not answered these before. I am ready. All right, so the first one is from Dragon46. So you, I think this is a Gene Wells one, but I could be wrong. Oh, I hope so. If a magic user casts a shape change spell and turns into a huge ancient red dragon, will he have an 88-point breath weapon, or will the breath weapon do his hit points of damage? Oh, 
That's very interesting. Now, I'm entitled to look up, yes, right? Yes, of course. Because I would have access to this, because I assume it's something that isn't clearly answered. Well, of course, we know sometimes it is clearly answered. What level spell? Page 93. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, look, funny. It's funny, James. It's a picture of a... Is this that? That's the... We've been here many times. Yeah, safe change we've talked about a few times, but that's why I wanted to bring it up. With this spell, the magic user is able to assume the form of any creature short of a demigod, greater devil, demon, demon prince, singular dragon type, greater demon or the like. The spellcaster becomes a creature he or she wish. So you could just be like Asmodia? You could be like, you could be Orcus? Can't be, it's just said you can't be a demon. Oh, I'm sorry, other than, yeah, sorry. You know, it's hard to read and understand at the same time, isn't it? I didn't do well in school. The spellcaster becomes the creature he or she wishes and has all of the abilities, save those, all of the abilities, save those dependent upon intelligence. For the mind of the creature is that of the spellcaster. Okay. Has all of the abilities because I have the mind. So it's kind of like mind-based things. Thus, he or she can change into a griffin, thence to an afreed, and thence to a titan. These creatures have whatever hit points the magic user has at the time of the shape change. These guys have whatever hit points the magic user had. Can I stop reading? Because the question now is, will I have a breath weapon? Is it the hit points of me? Right. Well, the other, the other part to this is that you have to understand, and you probably do, but for those, the damage a breath weapon, dragon's breath weapon, is equal to their hit points. I am going to... And an ancient red dragon is 11 hit dice, and it's also assuming a huge, huge means it's 11 hit dice. Ancient means it's eight points per die. That's 88 points. I believe the answer should be that the breath weapon is based upon the hit points of the character, not the dragon. Even if I assume the shape of an, of an ancient, because I just don't, it's all I got in me. I'm still just like an eight hit point dude, right. and I can't muster You're 18th that. level. You probably have 30 hit points at least. Oh, that's true. I can't muster that much stuff. Final answer? Final answer. The breath weapon will have strength equal to the hit points of the magic user. It stated that the, uh, it says in page 93, stated that the creature whose form is assumed will have the hit points of the magic user at the time of the shape change. Okay. There you go. Okay. So these are not trick questions, just some oh, interesting questions. It is interesting. All right, another one, page 46. Oh. Oh, from Dragon, Dragon, from Dragon 46. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. What happens? When a cornered, as in a deep pit, undead creature is turned. Oh, yes, I'm familiar with these questions. So when they're cornered, they're cornered? Yes. Oh, I think this is Jean Wells. She says something basically like, they're going to they're gonna try to survive. So they, 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 they will fight. They will defend themselves because they're not just going to... Just because they've been turned does not mean they're going to sit there and willingly be killed. That was their second, that was the second question. This was the first question. Oh, what was the first question? This, what happens when a cornered, un, as in a deep pit, undead creature is turned? Oh, it's cornered. It just stays in the, I don't understand what the choices are other than I'm cornered. I will just stay cornered and defend. I don't think I will race out and attack because right. I will stay cornered. Is that your final answer? Yes. Good. Thank you. The act of un turning undead by a good cleric compels the victim, is <laughs> a victim now, good cleric. to turn directly away from the cleric and move as fast as they can for three to 12 rounds while when it's physically impossible for the creature to, be, to keep moving away, it will retreat to the most remote from the cleric's location in the area and continually face away from the cleric 
and his or her holy symbol. So the, then the follow-up question is, well, what happens if you attack it? And that's when she says it will defend itself. That's the second question. I have an image of, what were those little, like, robot guys? I like a little robot guy oh, going, yeah. toy going against the wall. Right, it just keeps going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember these? Do you remember these things? I used to love this. From where you'd kick a field goal, you hit his head. Yeah. You smack his head. Right. I don't remember what it's called, though. But I, don't, you know, I don't know, but I remember seeing that. Yes, okay. I was thinking of an old game, not like that. that what? I wish I had Dark Tower. I used to have Dark Tower, but I wanted to buy one because they were from the 80s as well. I think they came out in 1981, 82, 83, but they're so expensive now. Do you remember the little things, the football that had little dashes? It was a little, like, handheld things. You'd, like, move it down and yep. move right. Okay. Oh, there's, that's all good stuff. Or, or the old, uh, this vibrate. Oh, electric football. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Electric football, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, had, you t- I had the whole teams, and it's just this just amoeba game. It was amazing. Yes, and you, turn, you, 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 decide, you could actually do a play, right? You right. turn which way they would, they would go. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. Why is it? Okay. Nobody, that's right. So um, here's an interesting one. Also from Dragon Force. I'm giving you the, 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 the issue so you have an idea of the context of it. What would happen if you placed a bag of holding into an empty bag of holding? I want to carry as much treasure and magic as I can without encumbering myself. Do you think this is a good idea? Put a bag of holding? Now, what is in the... I gotta look at bag of holding. I can't remember what... Is this the one with nil space? Is bag, well, uh, it, the, it does talk about either in the, port, the portable hole or the bag of holding. If you put one, the other it blows up or this or that. But it does not talk about putting a bag of holding into another bag of holding. Right, but I need to look at bag of holding because I need to know, like, what is, what is inside a bag of holding? Does it tell? It probably just says that you can, like, put stuff in there, right? It probably doesn't describe to you what is inside a bag of holding. Okay. I am on page 138 of the DMG. As with other magic bags... This one appears to be a common cloth sack. The bag of holding opens into a non-dimensional space. What does it mean? Not to, non-dimensional just means like endless? What do I, what's yeah. non-dimensional? It doesn't have dimensions. Does not have dimensions. It's just... Dimensionless. Okay. A lot of, I hear a lot of like, okay, echoes. Um, and, dimensionless, dimensionless. <laughs> but don't you need to hit something to have... Yes, you got to hit something to have an echo. Right. Yeah, right. And it, its inside is larger... Then it's outside dimensions, so like the TARDIS. Regardless of what is put into this item, the bag of holding always weighs a fixed amount. The weight, okay. If overloaded or sharp objects are placed within so as to pierce it, the bag will rupture and be ruined, and the contents will last forever in the vortices, the vortices of nil space. That's, that's, that's like a. That just, is clearly the prog album. That's the second prog yeah. album the pseudo did. The vortices of nil space. The, <laughs> So, yeah, so, okay. That's the new song from Pseudo. The Vortices of Nil Space. So it only breaks into Nil Space. So the inside the bag is not Nil Space. There is space right. inside the bag. It's leveraging the Nil Space to, f- to have the extra dimension. I think that would be a good idea. the non dimension thing. Wait, say that again, what? In the extra dimension of the non dimensions. Okay, you're hurting my head. That would be a good NPC name. Nil Space. Nil Space. That's a, what's your Mr. name? Mr. Space. <laughs> They okay. call me Mr. Nilspace. So do I need to read, what's the other one, Portable Hole? No, because Will they give me a clue? Por- I know, but you said there's stuff about putting one inside the other. Where is that? It's under Portable Hole. We'll see, because that might give me a clue to answering this question. Right? I know you're like, seriously. Portable, oh, this portable. is all good. This is the show. Okay, I need to know where. All right. If a bag of holding. Buffering? 
buffering? Do you need to refresh? I don't know. Every, everything's okay on my side. Situation normal? Check, check, check. Each? And we're back. Yeah, I don't know. Each portable hole. If a bag of holding is placed within a portable hole, a rift in the astral plane is torn in the space and the bag cloth are sucked into the void. So the question is whether it's going to rip open into... I don't... Honestly, I don't see... What's the point? Oh, you just want to carry around two bags? I mean, what's the big deal? Is that's what you want to do? You don't want to carry around the multiple bags? Like, I got, like, two bags, and I don't want to carry around two bags of holding, so well, I put one inside. You would never be encumbered if you could do that. Oh. So still bags have a weight, right? So you, even if you had 20 bags of holding, eventually you'd be encumbered. But if you could put bags inside of bags, you would never be encumbered. Okay, hang on. Because that was his question. I want to be able to carry as much treasure and magic as I can without encumbering myself. So how much is a bag? So bag of holding has, an, oh, it has, an, does that have weight? Yes, it has, a, it's a sack or a bag. So you still have weight. It has some Of the weight. sack? Yeah. But not anything that's inside. How much does a sack weigh? Well, it says how much. Bag of holding has weight. Okay, hold on. Let me go back to that. Um, so I'm not good with this sort of stuff. Okay, as, all right. Regardless of what is put in it, the bag of holding weighs, oh, there it is, the fixed amount. Oh, I see, yeah. So they are pretty heavy, actually. Oh, I see. They're pretty heavy. I got it. I got it. Right. So that the problem all starts with the fact that the bag of holding has like a lot of weight. I don't mean a ton, but it is right. It's, it's that thing's heavy. Oh, so when you pick up the bag of holding, it's like 50, like, like the biggest one is like 60 pounds. Like that's like, say that. yeah, 60 pounds. Yeah. Weight 60 pounds. Yeah. So that's it. Right. So I, I would always figure a bag of holding is just like, it's like a sack. It's heavy. Right there. They are heavy. Even the lightest ones are 15. I mean, it's not nothing. Right. Oh, I got it. So if you have three of them, you'd be encumbered if you have the big sacks. So his question is, can you put sacks inside a sack? Yeah. So in other words, the weight limit, if the weight limit, so let's do the 15-pounder, is 250 pounds, that means you can put, you do 250 divided by 15, and you can put that many. Theory. Or you can just keep... Stack him like a Faberge egg. Oh, my God, you're right, because then you put the one inside the one, inside the one, inside the one, inside the one. I mean, I think she's going to say, like, you shouldn't be able to do I'm not, it's not my final answer, because it seems like cheating. It this seems, was a good one. It was a good one. It's a good one. I, I, I mean, do you have to close up a bag? Like, you open up a bag of holding. You just look, stick your head in there. It's like, well, you can stick your head in there. There's a space that says there's a volume space. Yeah. You know, she's going to say no, but I don't know why you can't. I'm going to say, ooh, that's a toughie. Because, you know, the problem is I don't know how to say no. And she's going to think of a way to say no. She went down and, like, is talking to Gary and to Skip and she's got, she's got those resources. I just have James. Yeah, and James is... <laughs> You're no skip. <laughs> I'm no skip. I'm not on the couch. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Um, this is a toughie. Um, yeah. This is awful. This is like an exam question where the professor gives it. Yeah. All right. 
Can I give I what you know what I would say? I I would say I would say well you know what? I'm just gonna have the guts to say you can. I know I'm wrong. I'm gonna say the guts. You can do it because nothing says you can't, and it makes sense that you can. She's gonna say it's all gonna explode and people are gonna go flying into nil space. So there's two questions. Yes. So the first one is. What would happen if you place a full bag of holding into an empty bag of holding? You're going to say nothing happens. It, it can go in there, no problem. There is. You can put magic items into the bag of holding. We all know this. Yes. The item itself has, it is just weights. It's just weight. So I'm going to tie it up. I'm going to seal it with a rubber band wrapped around twice. I don't see why you couldn't. I'm going to say yes. And I know it's wrong, but yes. Um, All right. It's, it's the DM can decide. Well, the first part, you are correct. Well, you can do it. Yes, you can. Nothing bad happens. Do, do you oh. think it's a good idea? That's the second part of his No, question. because your DM is going to figure out a way to make you not do it. Yeah, you got it right. Oh. This is an interesting idea, and one which I discussed with TSR Hobbies, Inc. Design Department. See? Gary. Yeah. We have all agreed that if a full bag of holding is placed in an empty one, only one small ring size item could be also placed in the second bag. Why they selected that, I have no idea. Since all bags of holding are made of the same sort of magic, they do not work in the normal fashion with respect to other bags. Yeah, bamboo. So once a full bag is placed into an empty one, the second bag becomes full also, except for the single small extra item that may be fit inside. Yeah, they just made that up. I didn't say that, but that's, that's why you were right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> poor, poor Ron's like... Uh, oh, he's afraid that your that DMG is going to explode one day because the binding is. It keeps getting worse and worse. Yes. Right. Well, you know, anytime Ed Normandy. Ed Normandy, is, is, did you put that on the Discord? No, but I, I, as you know, I contacted Ed Ed Normandy Nor, Dormandy on on Facebook. Right, he's the right age. Everything was perfect. I'm like, oh, it's a hit. Right. He's like, yeah, no. And what's weird about it is. To message him, I think I had to friend him. Now, I don't think I did, but I think I thought I had to. So now I'm friends with Ed Dormady. It's kind of awkward to unfriend him then. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, I'm finding out about his Thanksgiving plans. And <laughs> they go, oh, how the grandkids doing, Ed? You know what I mean? That's awesome. Okay. All right. Do you want to do one more? Yes. This is from Dragon78. Do magic protection items, rings, stones, cloaks, scarabs, etc., Effect saving throws versus psionics. I give you <laughs> oh, oh, I shouldn't have gone there. 78. I, why did I give you 78? Because that's a psionic uh, issue. And what else is in 78? Favorite. Um, racy pictures of gnomes. Well, I gave you that book. 78. I'm not going to show you the thing. It has like this butterfly, this like lizard butterfly a, creature feeding the little eggs. Is it the known point of view? <laughs> has your favorite. Citadel by the Sea, a classic. Why put it on there? A classic. That you've ignored the psionics one, but you. Well, the dice don't lie, so I'm going to the Angry Monk dice. The answer is I don't even remember the question, but the answer is yes. The dice don't lie. Yes. 
Assis, DC, uh, our dear the, friend of the, the hills, the Admiral said Citadel by Sea. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So, if the description of the item in question specifically states that it is effective for saving throw versus all forms of attack, as with rings of protection, then the item's protection also applies to psionic saving throws. If the item's description specifically restricts to protection to save versus spell, like scarab of protection, the psionic attacks are not affected. If no specific statement is made, assume that save versus items are not affected and the properties only apply to magic attack. So, you, you, I still gave it to you. Thank you. But you got see, very good. See, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't bad. There you go. How about that? Very good. So now we are ready. You did a great job there, buddy. Thank you. So I I will I love this. Someone went through and got all this age advice. So now I don't have to paw through pawing and climbing and crawling. I can just go to the site. I probably should I don't want to send it to people because then they'll cheat. This is big. Production. 